I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Pay me. Recording in progress. Um, I'm oh my sitting, god! I'm sitting at the my warning. Desk. We've never recorded something at this time of day, and so like the sun is like sh- this is me sitting in the center of my. Oh desk my right god! Here. Yeah, what? In my face. So I'm skewing myself over here to the side of my desk, so I don't look like a washed out sausage. Get skewed. Get skewed. <laughs> Do it. Skewer us. Um, how are you? Oh How's my your gosh! Day been? You've been striking and doing all the things. <sighs> I am. She's freshly showered. Exhausted. But fresh. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm so tired, y'all. Uh, today was great, though. We had so many people come out because I try to announce on social media when I'm when I'm captaining. And um, we had a lot of people show up to be like, oh, shit, it's the lick. It's the lit picket today, baby. Yes. So, yeah. So New York's I've hottest nightclub. <laughs> Yes, that's my slogan. New York's hottest club is in between 33rd and 32nd Street on 10th Avenue before 12 noon. Yes. We love. Um, We love. Well, you know what? Depending on how this goes uh, today with them, maybe I won't be doing it again. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's definitely a very teetering, teetering kind of time for for that whole situation. Yeah, I feel like there's something about right now that's so strangely volatile and unpredictable about so many things whether it's stuff in the world things in the labor movement things mm-hmm. in our lives things i feel like there's a lot, of cha- <laughs> a lot of changes a lot it of really like i think we're definitely like um, on a on a very like global scale shift shifty changey kind of moment where mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the the continuing of the taking stock and looking at our lives and our choices and and all the things and being like, you know what? No, no. Um, and that's the most powerful thing that any of us can do is just to say no and change. Just to say no. But yeah, yeah, I have a I have a meeting later today and I just don't want to do it. So I'm probably gonna cancel it. <laughs> She's a ghost. Because I just feel I'm a ghost. No, no, no. I would absolutely share. I never had ghost, but I do think that if you have a lot going on and you're busy and you're trying to fit everything in, we also have like three groups of friends visiting this weekend that we're trying oh to see. Goodness. And you know how it is. You're trying to trying to organize uh what's going on. Um I I, under- yeah. I understand. I have three more days as of today. Today is Friday, November 3rd, that we're at the time of recording. I have three more days until I start my official new job, everyone. Those who have been Guys, following he did along, it. I did it. Those who have been following along know that I have been searching and searching for a, <laughs> for a home. <laughs> a home, a, indeed. An employment yes. home uh, for quite some time. And I finally landed one. Um, I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to keep that yeah. pretty under, under cuff because of, of what it is. But I'm excited and I'm so grateful and I'm, I cannot wait. Honestly, like I've never really been all that excited to start a new job. Um, mm-hmm. There's something about this one that just feels exciting uh, because yeah. it's, a, it's a new venture for this company and I get to be a part of that, which I love. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go shopping later today and buy some new office attire. I love that. 
I love, what are you going to get? What's your key, what's your key pieces? Like, what are you looking for? I mean, everything I have been, because I've been temping and I'm not in office that often and all offices Mm -hmm. have different dress codes. So like some offices I can get away with like jeans and a a polo or a sweater or something. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. particular office is more traditional in like the, the dress pants and shirt kind of thing. Got it. Um, And I only have one pair of dress pants. So like from a suit, I bought a suit and then I just, you know, whatever. So I need to go out. And get more of everything. Yeah, <laughs> Shirt, get it all. Shirts and pants, really. I'm going to keep it basic, you know, like just yeah. solid, solid colors or a light, a light pattern. Um, a nice pastel. Yeah, we're going to stop down at uh, the the men's warehouse, which I loathe most of the time, and we're going to yeah. check out Oof. the DXL, <laughs> the DXL store, and see what their uh, professional. What's DXL? It's um. like it's a it's a big and tall store but it's not garbage work like i'm traumatized from like rochester big and tall days where like i had to go as a kid and like everything looked like it belonged on a 70 year old man and uh it's definitely it's definitely changed rochester big and tall can r.i.p and fuck off really here but like It's it's definitely gotten better. I think like there's not a, not a sponsor, not a sponsor, and never will be because they don't exist anymore. I know, as far but there never as will be. Never loved you. Yeah. yeah, but DXL, my friend Zach is one of the models for them. He's a big and tall. He was the Zach Miko. He's the shout out to him. We love him. He is uh, the official, according to the internet, uh, first supermodel plus size male model. Work. We love him. It's so love funny. That. It's so funny. His the world that he travels and and kind of moves in is a bunch of friends. You know, like the, his agent yeah. was one of my first friends in New York City, and <laughs> um, which is so wild to me. Josh, uh, like, just one of the best people I've ever met, cracks me up to death all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I met him summer two thousand five, <laughs> and it was it was a mess and a nightmare from there. <laughs> Um, wow i know he doesn't live in the city anymore we don't we don't talk as much but he's head of the agency that zach is part of and so like making those connections as like watching zach's career happen and everything was like oh my god i know those people oh my god i know those people um it is interesting too like if you've been alive enough um and out there enough because we were out there very young you know we were out there we went from like and them streets we went from like hi i'm with my parents nope i'm in new york bye like we were like hello yeah. goodbye rip the band-aid um, and off rip the band-aid off let's just go i don't have time to to waste time and i feel like there's a lot of people that we came up with together and we've seen the different avenues they've taken and it's actually really interesting and cool and it's great that like everyone's kind of finding found their place or finding their place it's just really fun to watch and i'm always like happy for my friends you know same and also because sometimes that path is not the path that you set out on you know like i'm no i'm certainly not on the path that i set out on um but i like this one better and it i was just talking about this the other day with with a friend of mine i was walking around uh the city and we were talking about um, how when we were little baby musical theater gays auditioning and we saw people mm-hmm. in their 30s like drop off and quit. And we were yeah. so indignant of that. We were just like, Ugh, of course, they're never going to make it. They quit. They just walked away from everything. I'm never going to quit because the from longer everything, the longer you're here, the more the less people of your type there are. And then you just become the it boy. And like, there's something to that, of course. Sure. But like dreams change and like that's that's kind of one of the reasons I think we've talked about this before, but it's one of the reasons that I hate the whole like living the dream, like the sarcastic, you know, usage of that terminology. Yeah, Um, yeah, because the dream changes and it's okay for the dream to change. 
And I yeah, feel yeah. like a lot of a lot of theater people, especially, I don't know about I probably TV theater, TV film people as well, but like mm. being this person that like left left the cornfield and came to the big bad apple uh to pursue entertainment, you know, it's like you're you're the Broadway guy. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. left to go be on Broadway. Have you been on Broadway? And it becomes yeah. so much of who you are and your identity with the people back home. Not that I give a shit about any of them, but like <laughs> at least to this degree. Yeah. yeah where yeah. Where I feel detached from what I thought I wanted to do. Right. Um, I don't right. feel badly about not making it. There's this really great post that's going around by this this um, theater educator, I believe, named Don. And he kind of broke down the Sweeney Todd casting and how it's just like this. Like, there, it's, it's, I'll, I'll pull it up later and talk about it. But it, it's so on the nose with why I left that industry why i left theater because it's just this um let me pull it up real quick it's it's this um kind of illustration of what has happened to the industry recently and even more so to the point that like where is it? I just it's literally everywhere all over Facebook and the internet right now because it is well while you're while you're looking that up, I just want to like kind of co-sign too. It's like, you know, some of us, like I actually have stayed in the industry that I came to be in, but I did it a little differently than what I thought, right? So it's like even staying in the industry, uh, you know, as an actor predominantly, which was my goal, and to be respected by my peers and to be in a union and to be in the academy and to have a show that was picked up. I've done I've done all that. But yeah. I think that there's always still the thing is even when you do kind of do the thing that you set out to do, like there's so much more I want to do. I'm not right. satisfied. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to so even if you like so quote unquote go for it, like or and you feel like you've maybe made it in some way, I still feel like it's like you still haven't like you still have so much to do we have still so much to do in the best way yeah and and um, i also think the the still have so much to do thing is relative to the person do they still want to do that like again you can make it on any level and the dream can change i think like the girl who played the girl who played winnie in the wonder years like she's not an actress anymore she teaches no scientist yeah Yeah, she's a scientist straight up or like (laughs) Or like um, Julia Stiles, like uh, I don't. Oh my know, god, yeah. I don't know what she's doing anymore, but like I know she left the biz and she has like a corporate regular like people human job that yeah. is not Hollywood. So uh, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's okay. There's just the so many ways. Change. There's so many. Yeah, ways. and there's so many ways, even within the quote unquote. I hate Hollywood sphere because I think it's more like the TV. Uh, you know, the creative sphere. I think there's a lot of different outlets like we're doing, you know, like what me and you are doing together, like the podcast, like, uh, you know, there's just so many ways to make your own path. And like, that is to me, the key of being a rich bitch. It's not just like, oh, hey, let me just try to follow this formula that everyone's doing. It's like, what is what is calling to you? What makes you feel the best? And if something doesn't make you feel great as you're doing it, then why are we doing it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I did find this post. And the one thing that I just want to say is that um, uh, they only want one physical type, one voice type. The bland, homogenized competence is all and authenticity Mm -hmm. is dead. And I mean, that's true. In an earlier version of my of the pitch deck for sickening that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, Spoiler alert. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, I we had that one page where I said, I don't want to cast stars for the leads because of this reason. The same 10 people get hired yeah. for everything. And that's certainly coming from a, a theater point of view because the same sure. 10, 10 people are in the same shows all the time and it's fucking boring. Um, and so that's, weird. That's why I felt compelled to say that. But that that post right there by this guy, Don Windsor, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to him and every and the near thousand people who have shared this post on on Facebook Work. and other social okay. media platforms. Um, you know that we're we're bored. We're bored to death of what mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what commercial theater is doing. And right. it, it again is one of the reasons I left the industry. And then looking back at people in their thirties that I looked down on for doing so, I I think subconsciously owe them an apology because I get it. Uh huh. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, also, how do we know what someone's going through ever? Of course. You know, it's like, and we just assume when we were young, 20-somethings, we're still young, by the way. We look amazing. amazing. But, you know, when I was like 10 in the city, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's easy for us to have an opinion about everyone's journey, especially in a very cutthroat, hardcore, um, crazy industry that we find ourselves in a lot of the times. I just think it's like, yeah, it's not hindsight is 2020. Everyone's journey is so different. I mean, there's people that I came out up with, especially like in my NYU, you know, film intense place. And there's people like that came out of that program, like Rachel Brosnahan. There's people like, you know, Miles Teller and someone's, and then there's people that like, I thought were going to be like the ones. And then they're like, nah, fuck this. I don't want to do this. And yeah. I was like, oh, weird. And then I'm like, oh, good for you. Like, look at you having a normal yeah. life and being well, amazing. And I think, I think for me, the way that you're doing things is perfect. I think the, like, oh, it's because so. you're no, but really though, like I, I seriously and genuinely very much look up to you for the way that you've done this, because to me, that's what I want to do. And I like moving forward, want to model my journey after you. Um, because you are able to have so much agency and power and say over how you maneuver through the industry, because the things that you've done have been yours and they have gotten you work instead of, if I just book this one job, you know, I can, I can then do that. Like, no, it's the other way around. Do the thing for yourself first and, and, and tell, tell people what you want and who you are. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's like. Yeah, I don't know. I could I could shit on the theater industry all day, every day, and I just don't <laughs> want to do that. I would love just talk to talk about how much you love me. That's I all. will. Let's just let's make know. this a Sarah Seed stand. No, no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But 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 um, yeah. we have we have seen each other in person. I know that there's a lot of speculation. Always on Zoom. Uh, I know that we, do, that we don't actually see each other in person and we're so bad at like taking pictures and doing the whole like I know let's make content out of us hanging out because we just don't do it because <laughs> <laughs> we're such a good time yeah um, but also I feel like we do because the last time we met up we had made two episodes which will come out before this and that proves we were together well one of them was already out yes I agree for sure um yeah. but I just well by like, the time this comes out they'll both have come out they'll both right? have come out yeah um yeah. But like, I think what I mean is like, you know, our Halloween night, we, we spent, spent oh, some yeah. time at your place, a listener. We spent some time at Sarah's place with her boyfriend, her friend, Michael, yes. and we watched horror yeah. movies, which is what our yeah. Halloween episode is about, about how I don't know horror movies. I don't do horror movies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Michael and, uh, <laughs> and Sarah really ripped the bandaid off of that one. We really um, did. We yeah. really did. We really did. Although, what did was you the- enjoy the process? Did you like it? 
I did. I feel like The Conjuring. We okay. So what we watched was let's go into it. Yeah, let's go into it. We watched The Conjuring and we watched mm-hmm. The Shining, and then in yes, between God. we had these insane palate cleansers that were what was it? It was Garth Marenghi. <laughs> Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, it's like a British just, stupid <laughs> fucking show. The best so stupid. stupid. It's so dumb. It's I love wonderful. It. It's yeah, wonderful. Um, Spectacular. I, I literally turned to Sarah at one point and I was like, can I just spend my entire life making stupid content like this? This is brilliant. Yes. And it's got a cult following. It's got everything you need. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so wonderful. Yeah, highly yeah. recommend Darth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's actually making a comeback. They're talking about what they can do with that IP, even though it's been 20 freaking years. Oh my Check God. it out, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's got Moss from the It Crowd or IT Crowd, whatever you want to call it. It's got... um. Uh, Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows, uh, whatever, Barry, is it? Something Matt, Barry? Matt Matthew Barry. Barry? Yeah. Matt Barry. Matt Barry. Um, I just love uh, every single person in that. It's insane. Liz is Un- amazing. The woman who plays Liz can just get it. Liz is the best part get of the whole thing. She's the best. Um, I, highly, highly and favored. And highly I loved. showed you the picture, but it reminds me of my friend Charlotte so badly. They have mm-hmm. like a very similar, mm-hmm. a very similar look and a very similar vibe. Um, the Conjuring, I think for me, was a little too much. Um, yeah. I don't, love stuff like that like it was it was cool because it was based on a true story and like that makes it even like a creep factor even more um and i could look at patrick wilson all day long and his he and his hair Uh transplant all day long and uh read her no shade i've had two no Um, no shade but he but like the the film itself i was just kind of like okay like this is scary i get it i fully understand why people are into this for me, yeah. that is not my vibe of horror movie. Oh, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, what was my vibe of horror movie was The Shining. because Oh, my God. That shit. Now, Sarah and I have been texting for days now about, like, she keeps sending me videos of, like, commentary on the film and, like, all the things. And it's fascinating. I love it. I literally had a 20-minute so conversation good. with my parents about it the other night. Neither of them have seen the film. <laughs> oh, they're not, and it's they're not so going good. To. It's, not, it's not their kind of film. They're not going to do it. Sure. But... It's just so, from a filmmaking perspective, it is so Ugh. brilliantly shot. It's brilliant. Like, and like brilliant. the, the, the um, following the boy on the bike around and how that, like it, everything happens in threes. You only get to see that three times, but it feels like, it feels like so much more because of the way it's yes. shot. And I think the way that the reasoning for that was like, not only to illustrate that he's just a kid and like whatever, trying to like make it through the day in the hotel, but to disorient you. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you sent me talking about how the layout of the hotel is insane and doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense on purpose. Yep. And it mm-hmm. totally fucks with you. And like the like different scenes where like, <clears throat> where like a chair is in the background and then it cuts back and the chair is gone. And it gives you this yes. sense of unease. And like, you don't ever really understand where you are in the hotel which, yes. you know, with The Conjuring, like, they do a very good job of, like, mapping out the house and where everything is. And you understand the lay of the land and where you're at. But in in The Shining, you're like, I don't understand where these rooms are the whole time. Right. Like, okay, well, there's a right. kitchen somewhere. And is it around the corner from the gold room? Like, is it down the hall? Like, I don't know. And is Scatman Crothers going to show up there? You know, you're like, where is he at? <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. Yeah, no, but I think that, yeah, that's, you're so right. And one of the things I've seen these shining, I'm going to say probably like 15, maybe 20 times. Every time I do a rewatch, this is the other part. I notice something different. I think of something different. Um, I'll be like, wait a minute. That was this hint. It's holy shit. 
you know, like, cause I've always been like, uh, the Grady's, you know? Uh, so these are going to be spoilers, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to go into spoiler territory right. for those so who if, haven't seen so the 40, 40 year old movie. Listen, that was me last Shine. week. Never seen. <laughs> I know. It, so I think this is maybe an appropriate. I guess I'll, I'll try to be as surfacey as I can, um, and then if I get into some interesting intricacies, I'll do it. But I, yeah, like you're saying, just from a surface area, like everything is a mm. fucking maze. That's why they built the maze for the movie. the 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 actual hotel has no maze. Kubrick had the maze built because he thought it was so important for us to illustrate how. Everything is a maze. Everything is being lost. Anything is sinister. You could get lost at any moment. We're getting lost. The audience is getting lost. I also loved the scene where, I mean, Jack Nicholson, peak performance, absolutely unhinged to the point of like, my God, um, everybody's performances. I mean, across the board, the kid, Shelly Duvall, I mean, Shelley everybody's performance. Her Shelley running, Duvall. her like running around like, uh, like it was uh, so uh, weird. So but, like, weird, but yet it works because it's such a stylized film. I don't yeah. know. It just kind of works. And, um, but yeah, to go back to the thing about the hotel. So there's something about the hotel that you, you know, slowly as you watch the movie, you're discovering that the hotel is a living, breathing organism. It is alive. You know, um, I don't think I've ever seen anything that felt other than Sex in the City, where they're like, New York is my boyfriend, he's alive. Um, where I, like a location is so a part of the story to the point where it's fucking with us. The hotel is the cursed. I mean, piece. The it is haunting. fucking with us. Yes, the haunting is exactly that. But yeah. there's something about, I mean, this was made years before, but this is something about like, well, I was gonna say, the, I don't know. The Shining was probably the first to do it. 100%. It's like the first I feel like to where it's not just about the characters, it's about the characters being affected by a location and its curse and yeah. what does that mean? And um getting into spoiler territory, I feel like like I've said I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times. I've dissected it. I've watched um documentaries on it. It never quite hit me until I watched the sequel, which is Perfection, Dr. Sleep. Um where, you know, Danny is now in the beginning, and I won't go further into the movie, but Danny starts from minute one as like an alcoholic, as a grown man, he's an alcoholic. And you can tell it's because he's numbing his shine. He doesn't want to see all this bullshit. He doesn't want to see the fucking spirits and things and and know something about a person like that they're going to die before they do, stuff like that. Like he does. He has the shine. Um, but it just all the more makes sense that his father had the shining the whole time, which makes sense for for his volatile personality, his uh, numbing using substances, whether it's alcohol, you know, the whole journey of his father's downfall coincides with his addiction and and why. And it's like, oh, my God, of course he can't concentrate or he can't, like, do anything. He's been sober for too long, so he hasn't numbed the voices, so he's just slowly going insane. It's like a, it's like a perfect storm of, like, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy is because he's literally can't focus like they're all they're all he's hearing all the things that he's been trying to get away with alcohol and i don't think as the emotional intelligence that danny has i think it's a generational thing men of a certain age of that era where they don't speak about their feelings or talk about it it's just showing like someone with the shine and what that can do to someone with an addiction um well and there's also that, so line, brilliant. that line that shelly duvall has where <clears throat> the doctor asks her about danny and she's like oh we don't talk about it or we're not supposed yeah. to talk about it or something like that. And it was, it's exactly what you're saying. Like how men of a certain age of that generation, like that just, you just didn't talk about things at all. Yeah. It was like the stoicism. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, and what kills me is like this came out in 1980, 
one. Uh, Jack Nicholson now is 88. So this would be like they're around the age of like are just younger than our grandparents a little bit, maybe, you know, kind of in that zone. Um, so it's older than our even our dads. And it's like men of that age, for sure, closed off. Like there's no way, you know, someone with uh, an artistic human who has a substance abuse problem and an anger problem is able to explain what's going on in his head and what he's seeing and what he's perceiving. And you're seeing that like lash out and what that trauma does to Danny, what that trauma does to, you know, his wife, Shelly yeah. and everything. It's fabulous. It's so and interesting. Understanding like the generational impact of like your father, your father's father, his father, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and like, I even think of people who are my dad's age, shout out dad, biggest fan. Um, what up dad? <laughs> and Big like fan. how, how he, definitely grew up in a house where you were not not really able to talk about those things for sure yeah, so did my dad mm-hmm. and i think to to my parent and my mom as well like god forbid you talk about anything in that house <laughs> you were <laughs> not meant to be heard um but like mm-hmm. i think to their credit both of them intentionally and consciously made an environment within our house where we were allowed to because they were yeah. so like restricted and unable to or or whatever was impressed upon them to make them feel like they couldn't express themselves in certain ways and so again like to my parents credit they did create an environment where we could and like that absolutely impacted me positively as as an adult but that is certainly an a more unique situation than not because oftentimes like the jack nicholson's of the world pass on that to their kid which then passes on to their kid and it's really Mm -hmm. you know you hear about the cycle of abuse well that's that's exactly it right there and abuse doesn't have to be physical it doesn't have to be like sexual abuse or anything it's just like the it's the impact of your behavior on someone else that could be interpreted as abusive now jack nicholson Uh, in the film was an alcoholic and had anger problems like you said Mm -hmm. and then how funny or strategic and brilliant that in the sequel danny is a a suppressed alcoholic who's crazy yep yep and i think that there's just something so um sinister and i honestly the way it's shot i could watch that 16 times just the way it's like we've been talking about the way it's shot the way when he's going down the hallway and it's the on the carpet like a heartbeat like a like a everything is alive everything is sinister it's like you can just feel it like the minute you walk in um god that movie is so fucking good it just blows my mind every time every time i see it i'm like damn Um, and the and the room the room where all where the ball is where the gala is happening like for that to be such an old time yeah and for that to be in a whole other era and here is jack torrance seeing all of that and just accepting that he sees a past and just succumbing to his you know taking a drink (laughs) yeah and that shows to me that proves that's such a subtle hint that he has the shine and he knows that that's he's just seeing shit and we're not we're not going to be told and i love the non-explaining of it all too yeah that does not a hand that's not a hand-holding movie that movie does not hold your hand no, and, and I love and, that. Well, and we've talked about that before about how there's so much power in showing your audience instead of telling them. Like yes. I feel like a lot of entertainment now treats their audience like they're idiots. And so they're like, and now let's explain this to you through some dialogue that we've shoehorned in here to to make yes. sure that you understand what we're going for. Stop doing that. Just show mm-hmm. me. 
Like The Shining mm-hmm. is a classic for a reason. Whether you know how to articulate why or not doesn't matter. Like, you know, I can watch that as like not a film buff and, right. and pick up on things that are like, oh shit, that's that's that. And then of course the stuff that you send me to kind of break it down further is amazing. Yeah. Um, and this yeah. has become a shining stand. Yes, shining stand podcast. <laughs> it's called. Yeah. We're shining. Well, We're shining I just think it's that. it's great. It's great. It's not a typical story. It's not a story that has ever at that point really been told. And I think to take something that Stephen King wrote, who's a gene, genius horror boo boo, um, but he cranks them out, and then to take somebody whose vision is so intense and iconic and and so thoughtful as Stanley Kubrick's, and then put that together. I mean. I mean, I don't know how you could do any better. That's literally yeah. so fucking good. Well, so, I, I will yeah. say that, like, again, whether whether someone realizes or not that they're being told good stories, I think that to make a hard right here, um, sure. that this is now the modern day version of this. <laughs> and I know you're on TikTok, but I don't know how active you are on TikTok. Okay. Um, no. But there is now this thing going around that I'm completely obsessed with. And it's this food influencer. I think her name is Susie. And she did this video where she's like chopping up garlic to make some kind of pesto. And she's like, she like hits the garlic and she's like, call me crazy, but I just don't like store-bought pesto. And what has happened is people have stitched this video en masse. I made one myself. Where they're like, oh my god, Susie, that is so crazy. It kind of reminds me of a time where, and then they tell the most unhinged story of things that have happened to them in their lifetime. It has become a cultural moment where, like, people, there's someone who comments on every single one that's like, I'll never, I'll never not watch a Susie Pesto stitch. Or like, (laughs) it's become such a thing. I love that. It's so funny. Please go watch them. They're so good. Yeah, um, but oh my god hang on sorry i didn't put my do not disturb on and my computer is ringing at me um I no Susie it. pesto stitch I, it kind of reminds me it's not the same but i love the um really weird um, almost avant-garde uh um grimace shake thing. oh my god Did yes you, yeah that yes, yes, really yes. got me that got me so good i was like wait why is every oh my god everyone's dead that <laughs> was so it was such like, this is a bizarre brilliant. moment. But again, like this, it's just the way that we consume media and storytelling now in short form. And, you know, to tie this back to The Shining, it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell us everything, just show us. And actually the Grimace uh, trend is a much better example of this because you yes. watch it and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And, <laughs> and then you like, kind of like, and then you kind of like pass through a couple of them and you're like, oh, I get it. It's a whole McDonald's thing. I get it. People are creating horror movies yeah. out of the Grimace Shake for his birthday. Yes. Cool. But like, the, well, that's, that's the thing. Such a the good hard example. cuts. Show. Yeah. Show, not show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. Like, like Leave only up. Stanley Kubrick would do. I mean, you haven't seen 2001 in the Space Odyssey, but there's a, there's a hard cut where it's literally a prehistoric being throwing a bone in the air. And then it starts to come down to land and then we're on a spaceship and you're like, what the fuck? And it's like, that's what I mean. It's the Listen, daring. I to saw just Barbie. Be like, I know how cut. that scene goes. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. You get it. You've seen Barbie. Yeah. I ain't got By it. the way, Barbie is great. Um, but Stanley Kubrick is everything. And I just think, yeah, again, it's just such a, it's such a really, I love that we finished up with that. And I love that it really puts me in a, in a hole of just like, 
more, please. I love you. I it's so well, eyes wide shut. Uh, everything about it. I texted this. This is kind of Halloween related mm-hmm. as well, even mm-hmm. though by the time this comes out, we'll be so, we'll be Thanksgiving. Whatever. Time. We're still scared. The world's it's scary. Fine. Keep it's, going. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. So I texted you about <laughs> this the other night. Um, Why women kill. I remember yeah. when this ad campaign came out and like the subway, the bus stop signs had like pictures of like, I think it was Lucy Liu and a couple other people and like why women kill. And it was very housewifey apple pie with a knife and it's like whatever. And at first I thought it was a documentary. And so I just kind of wrote it off because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Like I'll put that on file that away yeah. on the back burner of documentaries that I want to watch and come back to it mm-hmm. later. But for whatever reason, the other night I was perusing the streamers and I saw Lucy Liu and I saw the show and I was like, oh, I remember that. So I decided to watch it. And holy shit, the way that that is a perfect example of show don't tell. Great. It is three women in three different time periods living in the same house, experiencing a very similar thing. It's like marital relationship dynamics. And then then people who have been killed in that house. And it's like the passing of the key to the house and like that's Mm -hmm. how the the last Mm -hmm. episode is like how did all these people end up in this house and so you see the person Mm -hmm. from the 60s passing the keys on to the people who are in the 70s or the 80s and then passing that on to the people who are in modern day and lucy Liu plays this like fabulous like fashion obsessed three times divorced or three times married woman who is married to this British guy who ends up being gay and like whatever. And she's having an affair with an 18 year old. Who's the son of her, her best friend neighbor. It's wonderful. But what year is she in? She's in the seventies and eighties. So she has like, Oh, I was going to say, I hope she's like the OG. Yeah. She has the big hair and the eye eye makeup and everything, but her, um, and not just her, but every single one is so perfectly intricately woven within the Mm. fabric of, each story to the point that in the last episode the three murders are happening at the same time on the screen and they're all overlaid so that like the actor from the 60s is walking past the person from the 90s or the current modern day and like this murder is happening over here while this one's happening up here and this is happening in the next room it is i think one of the best pieces of television i've ever seen because not only is it camp and ridiculous yes we love that but it's and funny but it's just so well done. And I'm confused why there's only two seasons. Like yeah, that, I hate that, that to me should have been so many more. I mean, I just started the first episode of the second season last night and not as, not as grabbing as the first one, but okay. it's a different color palette. It's in the forties. Yeah. So everything is like very Brown and maroon oh, and, and like yeah. tan. Whereas the other one was very colorful. Like it was the Technicolor of yeah. the sixties. The, like the, yeah. the neon of the eighties. The um, vibrancia of it all, yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. I yeah. loved it. Loved it. And it was there's the, a there's the a technique from, they uh, used. It's the guy from uh, oh, sorry, uh, Veep, like the douchey guy from Veep. Oh, work. Yeah, he's one okay, of the husbands. Great. It's so good. I love that. Well, there's um, yeah, that I love stuff like that. Um, even X, you know, and Pearl. By the way, you'd like Pearl. I don't know if you'd like X, but they come together. Uh, there's there's a there's a scene in an X where they're making a porn and while the porn they're showing the porn footage and while they're showing the porn footage they're also showing a fucked up scene of like mur- while that's happening so it's two really intense scenes happening but they're very different and it's very like I love cuts like that where they're just like they're not doing very linear stuff they're doing more like experimental kind of like 
how our minds work, to be honest. Um, no. Yeah, not hand-holding. So, None of yeah, it. Love it. Don't. None of it. Don't hold me. my hand. Don't you Don't dare me, hold my me. hand. <laughs> Don't hold my hand. <laughs> love that for us. Anyway. Love that. Well. Yeah. That's what's going on in TV land for me. Yeah. Um, are I you mean. Wa- are you watching anything brilliant right now? Um, We're just kind of catching up with all the stuff we wanted to watch for the spooky season. And now we're going to switch over into holiday realness. So I'm very excited for that. Oh my God, we love holiday. Okay, so because when this comes out, it's going to be Thanksgiving land. Do you have yeah. a Thanksgiving film that you like and appreciate? There really isn't a Thanksgiving movie except for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's one. Um, and That's we've decided in this household, and this is going to be a hot take, so everybody just calm down. The Nightmare Before Christmas is about Halloween, and it's about Christmas. But what's in the middle? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And that's where I watch it. I watch it on I, Thanksgiving. I agree with you. I think that's a, the perfect mm-hmm. transitional movie. And we actually talked about this in the Halloween podcast as well. Because it's great. It's perfect. It's, you can watch it any day. But I think that's great. a good time to watch it. I completely agree. It's the perfect transition from Halloween to Christmas. It's perfect. Also, we now have Mariah Carey like launching her oh. defrosting into the Christmas season. <laughs> She's... I mean, I love that she's she started this last year. I think last year this was the first time that she did the whole it's time. Um, and she like yeah. comes comes out of it. This year, there's <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but her Insta- her TikTok and Instagram is her in a giant ice cube and they're blow drying it so that it cracks and freezes, and then she sings her high note and it breaks, and she's there in her Christmas. Yeah. I am just obsessed that we kind of do that. We like put her on ice for a year. And then mm-hmm. she comes out, she trots herself out, makes a couple million during uh during uh All sorry, I Want for Christmas. All I Want for Christmas. We see her until about January 1st, and then she ducks mm-hmm. away for another 11 months. It's it's just how we love. <laughs> we was... love a queen who knows, like who gets it. She's just like, fine, you want me to be that Christmas oh. bitch who slays the house? Yeah. I'm coming out. Welcome. I love it. It's my season. It's I my season now, it. holiday. Yeah. No, I live for her. I live for every bit of it. Um, and yeah, I think like, and there's also a horror film coming out called Thanksgiving, which I'll definitely go see in theaters. Oh, um, okay. it's a just guy and a it's a guy in a pilgrim, weird, creepy pilgrim mask, like stalking people in the small town during Thanksgiving. Oh, and I just I've think I love the it. preview for this. Yeah, because it's stupid. It it's going to be so fucking weird. stupid. Yeah, yeah. It, I it's think it's definitely it's definitely along the lines of like stupid camp horror. Yeah. Which I think I tell. like the best. Actually, I have a question for you, not to harp on the horror too much, because I would love to transition to, into holiday talk. I've never sure. seen, and that's T-A-L-K, not T-O-K, because <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> holiday TikTok is the thing. Um, yeah. But I, I just saw a clip on TikTok the other night from Scream, and I realized I've mm-hmm. never seen that either. And oh it's my God. Drew Barrymore like flitting around the house with the phone crying hysterically. Like just uh, very the call very... is coming from inside the house. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like it's perfect. I didn't know that she died in that movie. Oh yeah, right away. Because they showed that she she's dead, and I was like, "What?" Oh, she's strung up by her intestines. <clears throat> she did. Yeah, yeah, right away. I didn't. I did not know that. I thought that yeah. she was like the star of the show, and she made it out alive. Nope, that's Nev Campbell, baby. Mm-mm. God, what a what that's a Nev Cam. What a queen, and how sad that she's at where she's at just the whole ms of it all like oh no that's selma blair 
oh my god you're right i'm confusing them yeah you're fine it's fine. we do this sometimes this is the podcast sarah goes no no that's <laughs> but you're right but not about yes, her but not yeah, about yeah, her yeah, yeah. you're right yeah why yeah, they all look alike that? white bitches um it's fine <laughs> well but also like 90s like icons. 90s dark haired mavens sorry yeah. but no but this, it's that selma blair even though love her too but nev campbell's the is the scream queen um but yeah they're they're different um but they're great they're both great oh right because uh, she was in the she was in the craft yeah so that's also such a good movie if you so, haven't seen that's that. one that's of my some favorite movies. shit yeah okay good do you yeah. like um what do you what about practical magic i can't believe we haven't watched that or talked never, about it never saw it huh i know nicole kidman hello and and sandra bullock being and hot bullock. how dare you yeah being witches being sister witches are you out of your freaking mind we should be watching this right now what are we doing why are we even on here what is, I don't what's know. going on here? <laughs> it reminds um, me of like death becomes her kind of humor oh my god i love that movie oh my god if you haven't seen death becomes her go watch it's it beca- it's, it's being made as a musical right now oh that's right oh with my Meg- gosh with okay. megan hilty um Work. complete subject change but i just got an email from the place that i had the executive level job interviews and it was like a thank you so much for your time and whatever but it's it, we're rejecting you and i was like i knew this lol <laughs> like, why are you sending this to me now <laughs> yeah like thanks for rubbing it in um i have another job right. though so thank i don't reminder. really care right i was worried that it was going to be like we've decided to move forward with you and i'd have to be like and you're like you know that boat you missed um it's right over yeah. here i'm on it <laughs> yeah. i'm on it Hi. no i think that's that's one of those things where you're like new phone who this new email address who this yeah. you know it's like who are you yeah. oh my god can i just, just kidding tell you, you keep it cordial how, and sweet 100 percent. but can i just tell you how glad i am to like not be looking for a job anymore oh my god yeah we should we need to just we need to acknowledge this because this has been something you've been going through since yeah, May. No. May. It's November. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time. We are frazzled. Yeah. We are our feelings are hurt, but we're We're still here. <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're fabulous. And we are fabulous. No, but um, you got a 401k. You got a you got healthcare. You got a paycheck. You got things coming your way. I have things coming my Stability. way. Stability. Stability. I thought you said abundance. I thought you said disability. And I was like, also that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But also. But also. No. Actually, this fun, funny story. My mom and I had a had a discussion about this too. You know, on the self-identifying pages that you fill out where you're like, I'm not a veteran. I'm a citizen. I don't require a visa. In the disability section, cancer is listed. And so whenever wow. I fill something out, I have to say yes. And it feels wow. so weird being like, because it's like, do you now or have you ever had any of these things? Mm. And like, I have to say yes. So in all these job applications, I'm like, yep, I'm disabled. <laughs> That's so Sorry. crazy. I know it's crazy. And I I understand mm-hmm. why they do it. Because like, for a while, you're not able to work. You're not able to do sure. anything. And depending on your prognosis after the fact, like you might not be able to do anything for a while. And if it's... Right. You've had things removed because of surgeries or you're like diminished for whatever reason. Sure. Fine. Sure. Totally. Sure. But, but like also, forever, it's like you're wearing a scarlet C. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's for cunt. Big, yeah. It's for cunt. <laughs> I had the big C, which stands yeah. for 
for see you next Tuesday, Con. See yeah. you next Tuesday. Um, no, see, but uh, no, it, you know what? I feel like that makes more sense than the divorce shit. I'll be filling out. I just don't say it anymore. Right, we talk. I'll about be this. filling out a doctor's thing, and they're just like single, married, married divorced. divorced. Uh, part and partnered living with that i was like what else do you need to know what what else are you trying to figure out like what and also my thing is like why am i divorced for the rest of my life until something different happens how about right. i'm just me again how about that i've been me how about i was me and now i'm me right. again i'm still me weird, weird. what does my, my divorce have to do with my capabilities of my medical stuff of my debt i don't fucking get it i don't get it i don't either but also we know that things here are some fuckery so some fuckery well i think i can imagine you know if you're let's just say you're still in someone's health care or like it, some people that were once married stay on each other's health plan until it splits and the and the deed is done but ours was at lightning speed i got away i was like never knew and like so i don't need to be saying that there's no reason for me to like sign that on a form that doesn't affect me at all like what are you um, doing you know um, i mean i yeah. i think for me i'm now reveling in it because i'm gonna walk into that place and they're gonna be like what <laughs> my like, god i thought it was gonna be a cunt but it's a man but it's a man <gasps> same thing um <laughs> it's a man that's <laughs> a man it's a man, man. Um, no, but I, I think that is interesting um but i think we need to also just take a moment to celebrate that you have been you have been Doing that in this hateration, holleration, in this dancery, and now you've made it. So, how oh, dare you? <laughs> I hate oh it. Oh my god, so I'm choking. Yeah, oh, don't choke. Don't. I mean, not you know, on ca- on on you know, on recording <laughs> on a piece of rice. Um, <laughs> no, 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 piece of rice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, holidays. That's, what are you that's... doing for the holidays? Do you even know what's happening? Like, what are you doing? So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving now. Let's let's give it up for tea day. Turkey let's day, give it up for the tea day. You know. Um, sure, sure, um, sure, sure. So I don't really know. I'm holidays have gotten a little. So every year for Thanksgiving, when I come home, my dad will order from this place that work. does like a full catered Thanksgiving situation. We've only we been the doing same it for a couple thing. years. Yeah, we've only been doing it for a couple years, but it's just like it's a it's a, my dad calls it the microwave extravaganza. And it's just the best food, and it's so easy. Cleanup is easy. There's always leftovers. It's great. This mm-hmm. year, my dad went to order, and they were sold out already. And so we are not doing them this year. <laughs> oh, no. So we're going to go home. I I told my mom, I was like, do you want me to make anything? Do you want me to bring anything? She, and, of course, she's like, no, no, no. I was like, I'll make my bread. I'll make my bread, whether I bring it home already made make or I make it bread. Home, I'm going to make the bread. Um, you are making the bread. I am making the yeah. bread. Um, she bread. breaded, but um, she breaded. It's it's kind of it's be, holidays have been kind of a little disjointed, only because you know my both my sisters are married. My little sister lives twelve hundred miles away. My grandfathers are dead, and right. you know it 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 makes me a little sad because um my older sister doesn't spend Christmas with us. She spends it with her husband's family, which mm-hmm. I hate because to mm-hmm. me it like, and, and it's completely triggering for me. It's on me. I take, I accept responsibility for this because sure. I was never around for Christmas because I was always somewhere doing a Christmas show. And so I would miss uh... Christmas. So then my thought was always, 
I get to come home after doing the show and see my family and spend Christmas with them. And it was a togetherness thing. And then after she got married, that stopped. And so it was like, why am Mm. I even coming home? Like, I can come see my parents anytime. Like, I come home for the family component. And then the family. It's just just had to be, it's just have, it had to become something that I've just gotten over. Even though I'm not really over it, it still annoys the shit out of me. But, like, it's not something Mm -hmm. that I will make a big deal about anymore. Right. Um, Because what's the point? So it's yeah. it's kind of become not a thing, uh, not much of a thing. I know Thanksgiving we we usually do at the house with as much family as we can get in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a little sad because my little sister can't always make it up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and she also just started a fabulous new job, so I don't know what her flexibility yeah. on that is going to be. Yeah, and same with me. So you know, I think we're just kind of like my family's not terribly religious at all anymore. No. Thank God, thank God we got out of that cult shit. Mm-hmm. But um. Mm-hmm. So holidays are more about family togetherness other than like going to church and giving gifts and everything. And yeah. we can do we can do that anytime. So yeah, it, it's just kind of like a whatever it will be will be and we'll make it work. Yep. And I think that's what a healthy about, way to look at it. I, well, what about um, you, my darling? We're we're having a big old because we did Christmas in New York last year. My family came up. Things happened though. My dad got influenza B and never saw anyone except for the first night. Oh no. Anyway, we love that. Um yeah. sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. Um, but my mom was out and about the whole time and she had the best she, her birthday's Christmas Eve. So we took her to um Little Italy and they sang to her and she lived her best life. She was giving. Aww. It was her favorite. Yeah. But I think this well, we know this year everyone's coming down to my parents' house in uh Virginia. And we're gonna have a big old Thanksgiving down there. We're gonna. It's not that. It's not that. And we're gonna. Uh, I'm just getting my fried turkey. Not, and- nobody. Nobody <laughs> talks like that in my family at all. Um, because they're all from Pittsburgh or Maryland. Everybody. My dad's from Baltimore. My mom's from Pittsburgh. So it's like no one's like actually Southern. But we've only li- they've lived there for like decades now. So it's like it is what it is. Yeah. So um, we're gonna do all the fun Richmondy things because you know it's such a hipster cool city and they have like a lot of random shit to do. So. We're, they're going to come down. We got our we got our Thanksgiving catered. We have a vegan version, full meal, and a love non-vegan. Love. I love some of my apps that are family recipes that I can do, even though I don't eat half of them because I can't, but I make them because I love it. And then like <laughs> Thanksgiving day is just like, let's put the TV on and have like the parade going on in the morning. Then it's football in the afternoon. And then it's just get lit and eat all day. Like just get lit and eat. Just, yeah. just well, sit on the back porch, do your thing. And I, for, I forgot about the shots. parade. My mom loves the parade. She watches. Oh yeah, the parade. we love a parade. Yeah, we yeah. love the parade, and so she'll watch yeah. that. And my dad will usually watch about half of it. <clears throat> and then I think I think because <laughs> I think because we're not. Maybe I'll suggest this to them. But like what what you're saying about like making all the apps and the food and the things because it's fun. I think maybe that's what this year is just going to be. It's it's probably just going to be yeah. me, and my mom, and dad. Um. My older sister will probably come up the day of, but probably not the day before, mm-hmm. which is when I hope to be there. Um, and I just want to like cook with them all day and like be in the Do kitchen it. and like you know, because it's always like, oh, I'll just get out of your way. I don't want to be in the way. I'm gonna be in the way this year. I'm gonna make be sure in the that fucking I'm way. In, I'm gonna and have be in the a glass of way. wine while you do it. Yeah, <laughs> we're all just gonna get shit faced, tanked, <laughs> hammered. I'll bring the wine home. This, yeah, like this turkey is roasted, bitch. Right, yeah, this no, but, turkey is done. So we're also doing like you know what also helped me like because get over the the holiday bluesies is like what are fun things we can do that are 
local to our area. I know you guys are like in the woodsy woods, but there's yeah. got to be something because what we what we found is that um, so we're doing that, and then we're gonna have brunch the next morning on the water with the lake and the boats house at the boathouse, like cool, cool little festive brunch. Oh my god, that um, it'll be de- so nice. It'll be decorated for the holidays. We wanted to rent a pontoon boat, but we couldn't find a captain who would be willing to charter it on the day after Thanksgiving when we get that. So we just like allowed fine. We'll be at the docks and just see the boats and just have a brunch. And then we're gonna go downtown to Carey Street, which is a little shopping district in Richmond, and do some window shopping, like you know, some good old, you know, what is it Friday after it's like black Friday, but not really because every day is a sale on Amazon, but, uh, you know, just go to the little stores, get our judge. And then Saturday before they head back, me and Michael stay longer, come earlier, stay longer. Cause we might do like all sorts of crazy Virginia stuff while we're down there. We're going to go to the Jefferson, which is one of Jefferson's old estates and do a high tea amazing oh my god it's so much fun so we're gonna do that so that's what i mean like we had nothing to i was like you know and my mom's been fabulous about she's excited like she's so glad to host we haven't really been able to host in their new house too much stuff and because they built it during covid and well (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i feel (laughs) um but i feel like it is um yeah it's really important to just make your own new um things and make that happen i've heard people that are like i'm bummed by the holidays a lot of people can't make it we're just going to go on a trip you know what i mean like there's things we can do there's things like for listen i don't know what's going to happen with christmas because i was supposed to be headed to egypt and the middle east is on fire so i have no idea what i'm gonna do yeah maybe it's okay maybe don't go there (laughs) yeah maybe not so we might do a christmas in japan kind of situation so we're gonna see what we want to do oh okay yeah okay yeah but also new york is amazing in Christmas. Why why be anyone? Honestly, my parents and I have talked about them coming up here for Christmas. They came up here for Christmas right before COVID. Um, Oof. they came up here in January, first week of January mm-hmm. 2020, and we went and saw uh Yiddish Fiddler because I had a bunch of friends. Oh, there. of course. Bobby. Yeah. Um, we went to a restaurant afterwards, and then like mm-hmm. later, I think either it was that day or maybe the next day, we like walked around. I took him to see the tree at Rockefeller Center, which they'd never seen before, which is dumb because I've lived mm. here my entire adult life. And um, yeah, we just we just did like touristy, fun, Christmassy things. I took him to the shops at, at Bryant Park, and we walked around Bryant Park. Which you is, need to take them. That is my favorite. Yeah, not to interrupt. Yeah. But that is my favorite part of Christmas in New York are the Christmas villages that they put up at Central Park South, Bryant Park, and Union Square. They make my yeah. life. I won't even go buy anything, but I will go walk through them because there's something about it that is so like wholesome and hopeful and beautiful. And I just, I think it's one of my top favorite things about the city. I agree. And I also want to put uh, head to Burkdorf Goodman, head to the tchotchke floor, and it's just fucking ornaments, organza, the house. And it's got a little tea oh parlor. God. Oh, my God. We need to go. It's so festive. Okay. Me and Alicia Fuss, that's our church. We call it Bergdorf's. That's our church. So <laughs> um, fashion and tea and tchotchkes. The, the, um, former, the former Vanderbilt home known as Bergdorf oh, Goodman. Oh, truly. Well, Love. I have to go because we have a we have a exterminator just came because that's our monthly. <laughs> of course, it's happening right at the same time. Of course, uh, I forgot we signed up for it. We're actually good, but we signed up for it. Um, but I love the. Um, this is a great. We're heading into the festive holiday season. I like that we kept it spooky, ooky, kooky, and then headed into and the festivities. And, and congrats listen, on your job. Thank you. And we're gonna have so much more festive holiday shit coming up soon because let me tell yes. you what a whore and a half for Christmas I am. 
I'm so, a slut for Christmas. Slut. So slut. Brace, brace yourselves. I will be spreading my stocking-covered Santa legs for Christmas this year, and you're going to get to get mm-hmm. the waftiness of it all. It's the, just the holiday happen. market is get me, ready. and it's open, bitch. We should do an episode yeah. from the holiday market. We should go to Let's the holiday market and do an episode. <laughs> we should do an episode out there, and then we should do an episode inside Bergdorf's on the tchotchke floor right by <gasps> the Christmas trees. I love. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I love you guys. Um, thanks for joining us for I Want to Be a Rich Bitch. Um, honestly, Ed's on his way to be one. So am I. So it's Let's working. Do it. It's working. Let's do it. Let's Put do the it. money on the table. You're so rich. Uh, pay me. <laughs> <laughs>